Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Height in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Suchere. Commencing Garage Logic segment number one. How can it be 38 draws if it's snowing? Well, what's the snow supposed to be? I, I, I misspoke. It's 35. 35? 35. I guess it can snow at 35. Yeah, in different parts. What? Uh, this weekend, what, about 6 to 12 inches, maybe? Something like that. Uh, but is it really that bad? I mean, it's, it's, not, not. it's not good. But is it really that bad when you know, a la Denver, it's going away in a day or two? Yes, because we're getting cheated the right only now. The only bad right. part of it is, Agreed. in this state, you've got to count some March and April days on the plus side of the ledger. But we haven't had any. You're right. getting cheated. Right. The uh, uh, Verlander didn't let the cold weather bother him, did he? Man, is he good. Sanoa's a little overmatched against somebody like Verlander. Yes, and I, I got into a Twitter debate. I'm, uh, I'm shocked. With some, no, no, it was, it was, it was mostly uh, good-spirited. But, you know, people don't want to include the fact that his weight might be an issue. Yeah. You know, people do not want to be fooled. Right. But when he can't bend over to pick up a slow roller yeah. to throw a guy out... And it's considered an infield hit. Is that because he's too fat? It's because he's too fat. He can't bend over to pick up a ball. Got to bend over. That's that's a problem. And yeah, I, that's a major problem. So I I don't know. People people just want to believe that, that his weight's not an issue, and I f- could not disagree with you. You know who's more. off to a pretty good start? Joe Mauer, the old first baseman. Yeah, five hits shy. Two thousand. Uh, he's he's drawing upon two thousand. Yeah. I couldn't stand seeing the Vaseline on his face. Because a lot of the guys were wearing that last What's night. What's the theory? To keep your skin warm. It's I, I know football players will do it in some of those really cold, brutal games. Seems to me that would intensify the chill. Well, they I don't know. I, I've not. never done it. I just I I can't even stand wearing sunscreen. I couldn't imagine having Vaseline oh, man, on my face. I for, really have to go to the doctor. Are you aware of a woman named Kenesha Posey? Kenesha Posey. Mm-hmm. She's uh, from Florida. I'm, it's not ringing a bell. Kenesha. Why does she, Kenesha she, Well, she blames the weather for the coppers having found cocaine in her purse. Oh, It sure. was windy, and it must have blown in. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, it's, where through is she in Florida? Car, she said, the marijuana is mine, but the wind must have blown the cocaine through the window and into my bag. Well, <laughs> that happens in Florida. You know, Miami, you all saw Scarface. That stuff's flying everywhere. Yeah. She said the windy day was the reason. The coppers found illegal drugs in her purse. According to a report by WPLG-TV, Fort Pierce, Florida police pulled over Kenesha, 26, in late March for a reported driving infraction. She was swerving all over the road. Aha. Uh-huh. Probably trying to avoid the the cocaine that was flying around. Well, if it was in the bad, wind. Right. I mean, we have snowy days. I think they have cocaine days. During a search of the vehicle, officers discovered cocaine and marijuana bagged separately inside Posey's purse, which was resting on her lap. When questioned about the drugs, Posey told officers that the marijuana belonged to her, but that the wind must have blown the cocaine through the window and into her bag. And they just kind of shrugged and, and, and bagged went, it. The wind bagged it for her. Yeah, yeah. And the cops probably went, yeah, I guess that's plausible. I don't know anything about any cocaine, Posey said, <laughs> according to a report. 
Uh, it's a windy day. It must have flown through the window and into my purse. She was arrested and booked at the St. Lucie County Jail on one felony count of felony. I'd let her off just for the story. Yeah, that's very, and maybe give her a, you know, a, a pen and paper and say, you should write some stuff because that's pretty, you're very creative. Wind did it. Mm-hmm. She's not even able to be helped at the Gumption County Institute for the criminally incompetent. Right. Right. Well, not only her, where's this one? Not only her, uh, where were you? Were you recently in uh, Columbia, South Carolina? I was not recently in Columbia, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Well, I got another one here. That who could not be helped by the Gumption County Institute for the criminally incompetent. And what would this uh, what would this occasion be? Well, nope. I need. <laughs> uh, on April first, at a home on Apple Valley Court, Live Five News dot com reported, a door to a Columbia residence was damaged uh, during a burglary, but the only thing reported missing by the homeowner, was food. Specifically, <laughs> two chicken nuggets. Oh, oh, only two? Yep. The door was damaged, but he got two chicken nuggets. Because they probably got the four-pack from Mickey D's for an extra dollar. An and- unknown suspect entered the residence by kicking in the back door, destroying the door frame, according to the police report. Where my nugget at? Two footprints were seen on the door, according to the report, and two chicken nuggets had been removed from the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. The value of the door was a hundred bucks, but the chicken nuggets, two of them, are valued at a dollar. Wow! I would have said fifty cents a quarter each. You can get them for four for a bucket, Mickey D's. Why I brought this up? I knew that you would know oh, the whole. I would solve the case <laughs> in no door. I can't help you with. I probably can't get forensics of the shoe, but Just I can find minute. your chicken nuggets. Just a minute. Just a Wait a minute. minute. No, come on. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. This is the oh, million dollar no idea. I know that look. Just, Here comes the thunder. Here's my guys. Really? You know what? It's churning. That little gear is churning. I'd be rich. You know how people. Most often, doctors, for example, I'm pulling up Google right now. Get uh, impressive fees for testifying in trials. Yes, you could be a food consultant to law enforcement. Oh, Come on, huh? they Why fly you, you all expenses a... paid down to Columbia, South First Carolina, class, yeah. and you give them. Uh, you know, the value of those two nuggets was not a dollar. It was it should have been fifty cents. I beg to differ. This is an outrage. And, and you could have examined the footprints on the door and determined just how hungry this person was, why that person was hungry, and why that person might have chosen chicken nuggets in the first place. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury. You would jury. have been able to tell where they came from. <laughs> Determination is what hunger is what brought this man so hastily inside this room. Mr. Mikulski, is it true that you are uh, well-versed in the ways of chicken nuggets? I have uh, quite a history with chicken nuggets, yes. Do you find it unusual that my client uh, would have broken into a home in order to secure two chicken nuggets? I uh, I do not find it uh, peculiar. I do not find it strange. I think it's very common. Okay. That'll be $50,000, please. Exactly. Yeah.
Exactly. Can you get paid to testify in court, though? I think yeah, as an expert witness, teams and expert witness. Yeah, you get you get a you fee. Get, you get money. Yeah, you can get it. All right. yeah. Remember how close the industry was to uh, Mesh Besher and Spence <laughs> in the in the mangled hand case. Well, yeah, you could remember done. my. I, he was he's a GL attorney. He's a, he's a really nice guy. Who Mesh Besher? Uh, well, one of his one of his people. This was in I think this was in Woodbury. Didn't they contact? They him? contacted me and they wanted to. A guy cut his hand. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to try to recreate that. <laughs> and Why so, didn't you do it? I think they may have settled out of court. Oh. And so I was to you draw set up there with your little monkey and the and I, the little grinder. And I was uh, I was I was uh, I set up a model, you know, a prototype. Yeah. And they were gonna have you know like a. <laughs> A saw. a saw, you know, like this is what I was going to be part of the reenactment. Yeah. You know, I would have, I would have gone in there like this, yeah. you know, yeah. and then put the wax hand on what? Oh hey, Larry, where's the forklift? Oh, it's over there. Ah! <laughs> and I, I told the guy, we can do this up. Oh, I can yeah. have a, a white hand, and I can have some red wax. Uh, you know, blood oh, splurting yeah. out yeah. of. I mean, well, if somebody some got hurt, point, that's at some parts. point you've you've got to expand to uh, take in these. Take you in these opportunities. Why well, am I not doing an endorsement for uh, Mesh Besher and Spence? Right. I think you're bearing the lead here. Wow. Joe, as an investor, were you ever contacted about said no, no. appearance? No, I wow. would have voted for it. I would have said right. yes. Said, yes, go for it. It'd be good for business. Yes. And. Now? Yes. Uh, the Minneapolis public schools are instituting a new policy. Which is what? Well, it'll, it will allow students to indicate their preferred name and the gender they choose to be. You can, you can get your name on the... Wow. Yeah. The school district unveiled the new initiatives aimed at inclusion, which is connected with the district's Out for Good program, Roman numeral wow. four. Or not Roman numeral, number four. This important change allows for students to have their name and gender properly reflected in our systems, brings about greater visibility and respect for our transgender and gender non-conforming students, and helps build strong student-staff relationships. The Twitter account connected with the initiative wrote Monday. Mm-hmm. Why not? Wow. Students who wish to have their districts forms reflect their chosen name i think i'd be moses <laughs> that would be yours i might go with moses What's up, Mo? yeah. i know Mo. students who wish to have their district forms reflect their chosen name and gender are being directed to fill out a form available on a district web page the form asks students to indicate their preferred name and whether they identify as male female or none of the above non-binary ah uh. None of the above. I'm not going to include myself in the poll. A student's record can be amended to reflect any changes in names and pronouns from those listed on government records, Mm -hmm. such as birth certificates, the policy reads. The hell with what the birth certificate says. 
This gives you the go-ahead to be whatever you want. Do whatever you want, yeah. yeah. Well, what, you know that's what? an irrelevant... It's becoming an irrelevant piece of material, isn't it? Yeah. The birth Except certificate. Try to get a driver's license, the enhanced driver's <laughs> license. You'll need one. We all deserve to be referred to by our proper names and pronouns. Having one's gender identity recognized and validated is important. Refer to all students and staff by their preferred name and gender pronoun. The form requires a parent or guardian signature if the student in question isn't at least 18 years of age. So I guess if you're 16 and, and you want to be known as Mary, yeah, you'll have the... to have mom or dad sign off. Okay, so there isn't there's an age cutoff, a limit. Apparently, to... yeah. But when uh, do we know when you, I'm not even joking, do we know when you start to, when's the official time that you can start to feel this way? If you're if you're a kinder, well, it's happening uh, with kids as young as uh, kindergarten. There's been uh, dust ups. In okay, but is this schools. parents forcing that on, or you know, I, I know I've known kids that ended up uh, coming out of the closet that played with uh, My Little Ponies as as children. Yeah. So what? But, right. I, I didn't. I didn't care. But you know, you're you always played thinking, right along with them. Huh? You played right along with them, didn't you? Well, yeah. I mean, I it, I didn't. Yeah. You know, I I want to be the pink one. Let's play horsey again. <laughs> like, no, I'm pretty tuckered out, uh, Jim. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, in fact, I gotta go I gotta eat ask lunch. The, I gotta ask the question. <laughs> I, I have to ask the question. There's a wealth of material that I could go to, but I'm not going to devote my life to gender studies. But I have to ask the question yes. again. Where is the scientific evidence that this is entirely, uh, that this, let me rephrase it. Check this out. I understand people have gender issues. I understand that. Okay. <clears throat> Fact. Where is the scientific evidence to suggest that that, I still can't figure out how to say it because I don't want to say the word normal because the euphorians will drive off the road. Where is the scientific evidence that that backs this up? You know, uh, X meaning, and Y chromosomes are pretty well established. Yeah. Right? Right. Male and female is pretty well established scientifically. If, uh, yes. If... if, if if not for a variety of other reasons. Right. Where is the scientific acknowledgement that gender is fluid? Where, where is that? It, there isn't any. Essentially, there isn't any. And yet this comes from the same dynamic, uh, generally speaking, of people who believe there's actually science to uh, uh, prove that the man is causing climate change, by which they mean basically white Americans are causing climate change. Right. White American males are causing climate change. They, and then they cling to science there. Well, look what the scientists say. Where is the science uh, that that corroborates the idea that a young guy or young gal in high school can just one day uh, decide that uh, Bob's going to become Mary and Mary's going to become Fred? Where, where's the science? Well, okay. I understand that young people have those feelings. Yes. I get that. Yeah, I, I understand that. But there's nothing to hang your hat on here. This is all whimsical. Okay, th then I would ask. I would ask one more question. A lot of this is being done so that no individual is bullied or correct? left out. Inclusion. This is an inclusion initiative. Okay, 
Uh, I don't, and I don't want anybody to be bullied either. That's that's terrible. Straight, gay, whatever you are, that's, whatever gender you are, I don't want you to be bullied. Stand up for yourself. If you believe in this BS, you got to at least back it up. Well, that's what I'm saying. How far are we going? To accommodate when do we really need to? Aren't aren't we? Don't we just want to stop uh, kids from being bullied? If somebody wants to grow long hair and wear an earring and they're 15 years old and they're at a school where they don't have hair rules, because yeah. I always went to a school that had hair rules, you couldn't yeah, have I had one. hair rules. Um, yeah, I don't we want had the pers- shoe rules. Well, we had everything rules. We had you had to wear a uniform. Yeah. But I don't want that person to be bullied. But how far do we have to accommodate? His or her life. I, I can answer that. Please. The, there is no answer to your question. Oh, that's not really an answer. Well, it is. The answer is <clears throat> there is no answer. It's the same answer that gets applied to a lot of leftist initiatives. When will you know you have enough? So it just falls into that category. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, when will we know? What What would be a clue? There is no... Having your own prone. That's For them, that's a step forward. But Having, when, you're, when your behavior is based merely on emotional conditioning... Emotional feelings. There is no answer to that kind of question. You you might come up with an answer that changes two weeks from now because you're not rooting your your convictions in anything empirical. You're rooting your convictions in the way you feel as opposed to that which could be proven or demonstrated. Hmm. So, man, it's confusing. It's very confusing. And, and the schools uh, apparently are on board and believe it's a means of uh, it's a means of providing inclusion for kids they might feel are marginalized or whatever. Uh, and I, I even get that. What I want to know is what are you basing this on? There's there's nothing in the textbooks about it that I'm aware of. No, this is all being uh, the road is being paved as we go here, isn't it? There's no. This is how we deal with. Uh, LBGT people. Apparently. Does John Hyde have any news? Yeah, he'll come back with something for you. Do you think he's got anything? Yeah, he's got some. He's been working on something. Large cement number three. Boys, our million dollar idea rejections are intact. Come on, come on. Frequent emailer Tim writes another million dollar idea bites the dust. Lawyers already have a website called Juris Pro where they can find food expert witnesses. Huh, damn it. Why don't I why don't I belong there? Well, you should. Here's John Height. Thanks, Joe. Cloudy, uh, 35 degrees. This update brought to you by Brattoloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Store. Proud sponsor of the Beer Show. Yep. Right here on 1500. That uh, yes, that'd be a Thursday, Thursday night, sir. Houston took the opener of the three-game series against the Twins last night. They'll go again tonight at Target Field. Should be a good pitching matchup. Jake Odorizzi for the Twins. Dallas Keuchel for Houston. I think Houston has a very competent-looking club. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're good. I'll say. Yep. Uh, tomorrow night at the Target Center, a game for all the marbles. Denver Nuggets in town to play the Timberwolves. Winner goes to the playoffs. Come on, boys. I know you can blow this. <laughs> oh, get them, boys. It, they have so, to lose, right? Come on. I'm so hoping for this. I do. I really want them to. Because it's Timberwolves to lose? It's so us. No, I turn it around. Turn it around, bros. So you can be an eight seed and get blown out in four games yep. by Houston? <laughs> yep. Uh, give the uh, give the Timberwolves diehard fans something to cheer about. Yeah, let them get to I'm the I'm a bandwagon fan. I admit that. Mm-hmm. 
The X Games are coming back to U.S. Bank Stadium through the year 2020. ESPN and Minneapolis agreed to an extension. The announcement came this morning. Uh, This marks 100 days away from the start of the 2018 X Games. Uh, This year, the events happen July 20th through the 22nd. The opening events happen July 19th. Was that viewed as a success when it was here last? Very much so. That's okay. 120,000 people. The X Games? Yeah. Yeah. Are they indoors? It was at U.S. Bank Stadium. Correct. Uh, they do have some outdoor events, but uh, those are just qualifying events, mm-hmm. I believe. News notes from today. Representatives with the city of Duluth say a man died on Spirit Mountain Sunday afternoon. Duluth Chief Administrative Officer David Montgomery says emergency personnel were called to the Ski Hills Terrain Park for a man in his 20s who had disappeared while snowboarding. Montgomery said the man was snowboarding down the terrain park with friends, but he disappeared before reaching the bottom of the hill. It's unclear whether the man died as a result of a medical condition or from an injury due to a crash. Both the man's name and hometown have yet to be released, and the incident remains under investigation. Spirit Mountain Ski Hill and offices were closed yesterday as part of its normal schedule. A new report from an environmental advocacy group lists two rivers in Minnesota and one in Wisconsin as among the most endangered rivers in the country. American Rivers annually publishes a list of the 10 most at-risk rivers in the U.S. The group considers a waterway's significance and the magnitude of threats it faces. This year's list ranked the uh, Kawashiwi River in the Boundary Waters Canoe Area as the third most endangered in the nation. And an eight-mile stretch of the Mississippi River in Minnesota is ranked sixth. The Kinnikinick River in northwestern uh, Wisconsin comes in at number 10. I practiced Kinnikinick, but I couldn't say Northwestern. See that? See what happened there? Jeez. (laughs) Olivia Dorothy is the Associate Director for the Upper Mississippi River Basin at American Rivers. She says the rivers face decisions that could change their ecosystems and how communities use them. President Trump lashing out this morning at prosecutors for those FBI raids of his longtime personal attorney's Manhattan office, home, and hotel room, claiming that it signals an end to attorney-client privilege. President first saying on Twitter, attorney-client privilege is dead. Moments later, he fired off another brief early morning tweet, uh, all in capital letters, saying a total witch hunt. Shouty caps, huh? (laughs) Shouty caps. The FBI raid on the attorney sought records on a deal set up between ex-Playboy Playmate, who has alleged an affair with Trump, and a company that reportedly paid her to keep her original account from publication, according to sources. Karen McDougal filed a lawsuit last month against American Media, the company that owns the National Enquirer, to be released from an agreement with that company. Shortly before the presidential election, the Wall Street Journal published a story saying American Media Inc. paid 150 grand to McDougal but did not run her story in a tabloid maneuver known as Catch and Kill. The contract, according to the journal, did not require the Inquirer to run the story and required McDougal's silence. In addition, the warrant also said, according to sources, it relates in part to election laws. Man, so that requires an FBI raid. That's this is what the I don't only understand. Possible thing they could be trying to find is if the money came out of campaign funds. Exactly. I, don't you think that is what they're trying to find? Otherwise, who gives a rat's ass that he paid off some hooker ten years ago? It, it does not. Uh, think of all the uh, politicians that have done that as well and have gotten away with it. And the payoff though wasn't ten years ago. It was right before the election. It was, yeah. So that's why they think the money may have come from yeah. the election fund, yeah. which would be extraordinarily yeah. illegal. How long you live might depend on where you live. New research suggests if you spend your days on a sunny Hawaiian island, your life expectancy is more than 81 years. However, if you live in Mississippi, uh, you should be lucky to make it to 75. 
The editorial accompanied the new study by Dr. Howard Koh. He said, in terms of health outcomes, the U.S. isn't united. We want everyone to reach their full potential for health, and sometimes that happens, Koh adds, but this study also shows so much preventable death and suffering. The 10 states with the lowest probability of premature death were California, Connecticut, Hawaii, Massachusetts, in fifth place, Minnesota, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Vermont, and Washington. Wait a minute. Those were the states where what? That's the good thing. Good the low, lowest probability yeah. of yeah. premature death. Yeah. Uh, the highest mm. probability of premature death, Alabama, Arkansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, New Mexico, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, and West Virginia. All Southern. Why? Um, don't know. Hmm. No. What if you just live at home? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What if you just never leave your house? Right, I just live at home. I mean, what does that get me? The uh, main causes of death, according to the study that uh, make these states livable uh, as far as death goes, were uh, diseases of despair causing problems. That would be, of course, substance use disorders like drug and alcohol abuse. Leading cause of years of life lost, heart disease, followed by lung cancer and chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, Alzheimer's disease, and other dementias, uh, dementias along with colon cancer. A nun who was fully dressed in her habit was carjacked at gunpoint. You don't carjack oh, a nun. No. Uh, oh, no. Wait, wait, wait. Straight wh- to wait. hell. Hang on, hang on. Before he reveals the car, <laughs> yeah. let's play this game. What, Here we go. <laughs> what is Sister Doris uh, driving? Well, uh, well, driving, I thought you are going to wonder what her habit looked like. No, uh, for sure, I know that. I'm seeing Sally Field, you know, with the right. giant thing. <laughs> right. Uh, probably a little Honda Civic or something, I don't know. Oh, you're but going. reporting isn't what it used to be, so I bet oh, we're going to it's in Or hold on, could it have been, you know, maybe it was part of the, 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 the company's vehicle, so was it a giant van that she would use to transport other nuns? Good. Oh, okay. What do we got, John? We got a car? We, we don't have a report of what the car was. <laughs> God reporting is terrible. Well, that's not your fault. Everybody though, wants to know what the nun was driving. What if it was a Jaguar or a Benz? Right, then I'd, I'd be a fancy nun. Yeah, the woman if was just a guy. Don't you think? You know, maybe I uh, messing with Carmen there. I really should. Yeah. That's bad juju. My sister, please. Woman was just approaching her car when a man walked up, brandished a gun, and demanded her keys. She gave him the keys. The man drove off in the car. Another nun came to help the carjacking victim, told police what she saw. Police say they did spot the stolen vehicle three and a half miles away. The suspect got out of the car, tried to run, but police chased him and arrested him. He's 20-year-old Brandon Brown. He was arrested on charges of armed carjacking with a gun and carrying a pistol without a license. The nun who was carjacked is doing okay and is thankful to the police. Uh, she belongs to the community of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. I bet she had the giant habit. <laughs> <laughs> Bad shoes. <Yeah. laughs> Lace-up grandma right. shoes. The, the, the purse. The uh, No, I don't think. No, I've never seen a nun with a purse. Don't they have a little clutch? They might go fanny pack on you. Okay, fanny pack might be better, yeah. yeah. A uh, Hall of Fame rock and roll band shakeup yesterday. No. Fleetwood Mac has fired Lindsey Buckingham. Fired him? Fired him. Got rid of him. What did he do? Uh, well, apparently, uh, from what I've read, uh, Lindsey thinks perhaps the band should have his name in it instead of Mick Fleetwood's and John McVie's. So. Oh. Isn't it a little late for that? One of those arrogant Buckingham uh, Mac? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, they're adding Neil Finn, the ex-leader uh, of Crowded House, Crowded to House, the band. Yeah. He'll sing and play guitar and play lead guitar, the exquisite Mike Campbell. Former, Tom Petty's Mike Campbell? Yeah, Tom Petty's former league guitarist. Uh, huh. So that should that should be a fun band to see. They summer. might be good now. <laughs> be good well, what's band. wrong with Fleetwood Mac before? Well, what, why did they? What was the? Did, did I miss the reason why? Uh, yes, you did. Bun, Buckingham, apparently, his ego 
can be a bit out of okay. control. Okay, it wasn't drinking or... No, no okay. No. Weren't they all basically sleeping with each other? At one well, point. in the 70s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they, they've had many albums since then, so mm-hmm. I don't think that's the problem. And a wheel. So you make loving fun. Is what so they're going to take those at. old warhouses horses out on the road again? Uh, yeah, they uh, were going out yeah. on tour. Apparently, that's what uh, caused all the trouble. Really? Bucky, Bucky Lindsay and Mick were sleeping together. No, mm-hmm. no, it was weird. But they still drew very well when they would come to town. Very well, they yeah. sell out and stuff. Yeah, they sell out too. Is Dave Dahl available <laughs> for Fleetwood Mac? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Little Craig Finn there, huh? Yeah. Uh, in fact, I saved myself because I almost played Our House, mm-hmm. but Johnny informed me that is madness. That's not... Um, here, crowded. Here's Dave Dole. Thank you, Joe. We're at 35 degrees. We still have a lot of clouds out there, but just to our west, sunshine is breaking out like in St. Cloud westward. Uh, so we'll get sunshine here in the next two and a half hours probably, and that's going to warm us up to about 43 for the high. We're going to have a west wind at 5 to 10, uh, becoming easterly at 5 to 10 tonight. Uh, the low tonight down to around 30. Tomorrow then, east winds, 50 for the high. Showers developing in the afternoon, and the outlook for Thursday calls for 54, partly sunny skies. That's uh, still the pick of the week. Still below average, though. The average high is 55. Then showers and thunderstorms develop on Friday and 48. Saturday, some rain, possibly mixing with a little snow and 40. 40 again on Sunday with partly sunny skies. Next week, we warm back up. 45 Monday up to 50 on Tuesday of next week. So we're starting to get a little bit closer to what's average for this time of the year, Joe. With that sunshine popping out here in the next couple of hours, we should get to 43. Right now, we're at 35. So a foot of snow this weekend is an exaggeration. That would be a huge exaggeration. All right. Because yeah. I heard that earlier this morning. From who? Uh, uh, around the dial. Oh, boy. Six to 12 inches, I heard. That's just... We're going to luck out, though. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's stay with inclusion. Okay, inclusion. To be more inclusive, city, malls, naming streets after those in underrepresented group, women. Women? As the growing city of Fort Collins, Colorado, continues to add more roads, officials have made a disquieting discovery. Hardly any of the city streets are named after women. Almost all the streets in Fort Collins were named after men, Corey Wilford of the Fort Collins Women's Commission told KCNC-TV. That sparked a joint effort by several municipal organizations to do something about the issue. We must do something about this. Immediately. And they got Fort Collins on the path toward more inclusiveness and diversity. History is not just a man's story. Leslie Strew of the Fort Collins Museum of Discovery added, Women in all of history are often invisible. They are often left out of the narrative, Wilford said. Several groups launched a mission to identify notable women in Fort Collins history so that they can be considered having streets named after them. (laughs) You've piqued my interest, but go ahead. What have women done here in Fort Collins where they have stood on their own and made a name for themselves, Wilford noted to KCNC. 
describing how the list of names was generated. Fairly early on in the process, officials noticed a problem. We need more streets, I guess, Strew told the station, because we have so many names, it was really hard to narrow it down. Hmm. Strew added that to KCNC that the list included numerous women of many talents and professions, women who were doctors, teachers, businesswomen, women who were uh, collectors and rodeo queens, even Mabel Preble. <laughs> the city's first female mayor has been passed over so far in regard to getting a street named after her. You got to go with Mabel Preble. Yeah, Mabel. She was your first mayor. Mabel Street. Strew uh, told the station she hopes Preble will be recognized with a street named after her sooner rather than later. I think any time an underrepresented group can start to have their story shared and come to the forefront. It is fantastic, Wilfred said. I'm trying to think of the women's street names. There's Juliet. Oh, you've you've piqued my interest. Laurel, Holly, Carol, uh, Carol. Uh, in fact, I went to uh, as a result of that. I went to some street names and just in St. Paul. Uh, let's see. I got a book called "The Street Where You Live." Yeah, and it explains the origination of every uh, name. Juliet, I think, was the daughter of some farmer who plotted land where Juliet Avenue now is. Oh, okay. That that, that kind of thing. Yeah, we got Gale Avenue. It's got to uh, be a Harriet Parkway, doesn't uh, it? Harriet, <laughs> yep. Do uh, we have a Rose something? Oh, you got Rose. You can get a Rose. I can get you a Rose Avenue by 3 o'clock. Right. Not a problem. <laughs> Not a problem. Uh, Let me see what else Shelby, here. Shelby, Laurel, Ashland, Holly, Portland, Summit, Grand. Heather, Lincoln, Heather Court, Heidi Lane. Oh, yeah, they're all over. Uh, High Bridge. That's that's a bridge. Nope, wait. <laughs> that's different. St. Clair. Was, isn't Clair a woman's Claire's name? Claire's a female name, yeah, yes. St. Clair. Uh, Isabel Street. It's, it's got to be a Ruth somewhere. Well, there is a Ruth. There is a Ruth. Side. Yeah, a right Ruth. off of 94. Yeah. Jessamine. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think yeah, you already a, announced Juliet. Yeah. Robert. Robert's a guy. That's it. Yeah. Although it could be Bobby, like in Bobby, Bobby Joe. There you go. Right? Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Could you imagine? K. Can you imagine being one of these activist women in Fort Collins, Colorado, and you're driving down the street and you think, you know what? There aren't enough women's names on these street signs. Oh, God. See, that would not. Life would, you know, life at that point, we've pretty much, like you say, we stalled everything. And and here, to make it uh, reasonable, if I was driving down the street in Fort Collins and all the streets were named after women, it would not have occurred to me to to believe that uh, I was somehow underrepresented. I wouldn't really care what the street name is. Uh, and I right, I've never I've never put thought into it. What the percentage of male to female? Who cares? Uh, really? And they rename stuff. You know, Fifth Street can be n- renamed. Uh, a Vic Tedesco Drive, or you know, whatever. Well, they're... Debbie Montgomery's just getting a street name, right? St. Paul, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, you really, you know, we have it so good. Apparently, we have it so good that you 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 need to get up in the morning and intensely dream up something to be concerned about, <laughs> because this is not a problem, right? This is a first world problem. Uh, a real this is really a, this is at the top of the list of a first world we problem. don't have enough streets named for women and in order to be inclusive and diverse we got to come up with more and yet you've kept mabel out of the loop 
<laughs> right. You really overlooked that one. You got to, what's your name? Mabel Preble. You got to come up with Mabel Preble Parkway. I get a little, a little alliteration there, and you're acknowledging your first female mayor. Yeah. What about in Minneapolis? Uh, Sharon Sales Belton. She's got to have a name, doesn't she? It's got to be Does something. She have a named. boulevard or something? She's got to be a boulevard for Sharon. Winona. That's a female name. Yep. Uh, I mean, well, at least St. Paul is not shy of uh, female names well, everywhere. Paul, St. Paul's way ahead of the curve. And that was what, Fort Collins, Colorado? Yeah. Hmm. Maryland. Uh, no, that's close, but that's not it. Ruth. Uh, Wanda. There's got to be a Wanda. There's a lane. Wanda Street, yep. Is there really? Yeah. There's got to be, yeah. I mean, it's they're just... Taylor. It's almost power washing, isn't it? Yes. Because you you you're turning male street names into some sort of oppression. Whereas nobody ever looked at them before and worried about it except for you nutcases. Right. Who uh, you know now unfortunately it's in my Sharon Sales Beltway. Let's have a Sharon Sales <laughs> Beltway. You think that would I think that would be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. But who but is, now this, I don't who is wanna... the outgoing mayor? She just got defeated by Fry. Help me. Oh, that is um, uh, Betsy Hodges. Betsy Hodges. Yep. Name a bicycle yeah. lane after her. Yeah, Hodges. Betsy's Bicycle Way. Circle. Mm-hmm. Betsy's Betsy's Bicycle Circle. Yes. Do something. Let's get these women up on the street corners because otherwise they're feeling left out and underrepresented. <laughs> Eric, quickly, please. Hey, out here in Carver County, I drove, just drove by Lake Anne and Lake Susan. I'm on my way to Hazeltine, which is named after the first female school teacher in Carver County everywhere. Thank you, sir. You bet. I know there's an Alice somewhere, an Alice Lane or an Alice mm-hmm. Street. You know what we got to do when we come back? What are we doing, bro? Kick somebody in the groin. Ooh, we got one today? It's a groin kicker today. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Somebody's got to do it. It's not being done anywhere else, I know that. Not being done anywhere else. No. If there was ever a deserving groin kick, I'm Where not... is the groin supposed to be? That's, That's right. the question. 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis.